So often we're focused on our businesses. We forget about nourishing our minds, bodies, intellects, and the social aspects of our lives. And today I want to talk about it. Hello and welcome to another edition of What's Next Dentistry. This is Dr. Mark Sivers from Boston. Thanks for joining me. I'd like to thank our sponsor, Laeta. Check them out at laeta.com and see how they can improve your profits, work life, and time off. In this edition, I want to talk about nourishment. So often we're talking about business that we forget about us as human beings. We forget that we have minds, bodies, social interactions, and spiritual components to us, and I want to spend some time on that today. There are many aspects to nourishment. It seems to work best if you take care of nourishment of the spirit first, and then the mind, followed by the body, and concluding with the social aspects of us. I think there's a lot of confusion between spiritual and religion. And I just want to separate those two apart. Spiritual nourishment is very different from what your religious persuasion is. I want to talk about the spiritual aspects of your life. And some people will call that connection with the divine. There's others that will say they're connected with the universe. And others will say that they're connected with a greater power. And so that's what I'm talking about, the spiritual side. That there is something inside of us, something that serves as a moral compass, a true north. Call it what you like. And spending time and nourishing that every day, whether that be from reading spiritual texts, or whether that be through prayer, or meditation, or a combination of all of those, sitting down and spending time. Some people have called that their spiritual time. I don't care what the word is you want to use, but what I want to recognize is that is very, very important. We all need a North Star. We all need a moral compass. Nourishing that and reorienting ourselves towards that every single day, first thing in the morning, gives us great guidance and keeps us directed towards where we want to go and helps us avoid the pitfalls and obstacles that we will encounter. And so this is what I'm talking about on having a plan of daily nourishment and starting it every single day with your spiritual nourishment. You may supplement that by going to church, by having active or passive meditation. I just want to emphasize this fact that spend time every single morning, first thing in the morning if you can, on grounding yourself towards the true north, the moral compass, the north star, whatever you want to call that, focus on that. I'll give you some suggestions on how I do it. So one of my favorite books to read is either the Psalms or Proverbs. And every morning I will get up and I will read a few passages or even a whole chapter or several chapters on that, depending on how I'm feeling. And what I mean by that is sometimes I'll read very little and I'll take notes of my thoughts about what I've read. Other times I will read a lot and I won't spend as much time thinking about it. And sometimes I'll do a bit of both, reading, reflection, writing about what I'm feeling about it, but spending time on that. I'll then pray and I'll focus on expressing gratitude. Gratitude for being alive. Gratitude for having another day, another chance, another possibility to try to get it right. Gratitude for having a family. Gratitude for all the things that I have in my life, especially having the opportunity to live on this earth and to have this incredible experience and to be able to go out and do some good yet another day. And so after I've done that, then I'll often sit down and I'll just think about what is important to me. What is really going to make a difference 
in my life and in the lives of those around me. And that'll be my focus for the day. So oftentimes I'm thinking, all right, my wife is committed to being with me. What can I do to be a better partner? These children of mine, they have by no choice of their own entered into my life and are subject to me. Not because I'm this dictator, but because I'm their father. They need to hear me and they are forced to live with me. And hopefully they're having a wonderful experience, but how can I do positive things to help inspire them? What can I do to support them through their struggles and the things that they're wrestling with? And how can I be a better father to them? So hopefully this gives you a sense of kind of the spiritual component of this nourishment and the idea of this is really important to do first thing in the morning so that you get grounded and you get directed towards what's really important and where you want to be in 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years from now. And I remember doing this when I was in my late teens and early 20s, and I wasn't thinking about how good of a grandfather or great-grandfather can I be. Yet, this practice has oriented me and prepared me, got me going down the path to being, hopefully one day, an extraordinary grandfather. And so that's why I commend it to you, because it really gets you grounded and focused on what's the most important things in your life. All the rest is going to happen, and it will be a distraction, and it will pull you left and right. But if you're grounded going due north, following that moral compass, connecting with the divine, and finding a way to achieve where you want to end up at the end of this life, that's a critical part to an everyday first of morning routine. We've talked about nourishment and in particular spiritual nourishment. Now I'd like to talk about intellectual nourishment or mental nourishment. And this is the next thing that I would strongly suggest that you do every morning. So nourish the spirit and then nourish the mind. And I've done this many different ways. One of the ways that I've liked really well has been reading a book called The Maxwell Daily Breeder by John Maxwell. It doesn't really matter meaning which author you're going to read. Read something that's going to inspire you mentally. I've listened to podcasts and I will systematically read topics that I don't have a lot of interest in because I realize those are the ones that I probably need the most help in. So for example, I've read books on finance, on science, on marriage, on how to be a father and how to prepare children to go to college. I have forced myself to go into areas that I may or may not be inclined to read. But this is, this is an example of things that I've done just to enrich my mind and make me a more well-rounded, better-versed person so that I continually stretch my mind and expand its capacity to digest and internalize and synthesize things. That's step number two is the mental nourishment, and I strongly recommend that to you. Number three is physical nourishment, and many of you may be thinking this is all about eating, and eating is a component to this, but there's also what do you do with your body, and how do you use it, and what are you doing to train it and to prepare it for the next 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And what I mean by that specifically is what we eat and drink is going to have an impact on the performance of our body. And how we use our body on a daily basis is going to have an even longer impact on us. I am very careful about what I put inside of my body. Unless I've read the label and unless I can ensure it's filled with natural substances 
that have come out of the ground, off the bush, out of the tree type thing. I just avoid those at all costs. And the reason being is I've looked at the quantity of sugar, for example, that the average human consumed back in 1930s. And it turns out that it was about 35 pounds per person per year. 35 pounds of sugar per year. And now, unbeknownst to us, in 2015, the average U.S. human being is consuming 178 pounds of sugar. And I thought to myself, 178 pounds versus 35 pounds back in 1930? What has happened? Sugar is getting laced into all of our food in forms that we don't readily recognize. And so you're not seeing pure cane sugar anymore. You're seeing fructose, dextrose, corn syrup, or all sorts of these various forms of sugar that we're not aware we're consuming. I looked at a loaf of bread recently, and I looked at what the ingredients were. And you know, the list on the loaf of bread was longer than the most list. I said, how can that be? Bread is made out of water, salt, yeast, and flour. Four ingredients. Other than that, it doesn't need all of this junk that's going into our bread. And so that's what I mean is being attentive to what are you putting in your body. And I think so many of us are putting on weight, not because we're looking to add pounds, but simply because we're ingesting all of these extra foods that we don't know. I know there's a whole lot of dietary advice and counsel out there. I would warn you to be careful who you listen to and to avoid these fads. We've all heard of the no-carb fad, the no-protein fad, but we've seen those come and seen those go. And what we've seen that's come and stayed for thousands of years is eat good things for your body. Focus on eating only things that are good for your body. Read labels and be careful that you're using great ingredients. And that has a much more positive energy to it, a positive spin. And I think all of us get excited to go out and eat good things and to be careful that we're making sure that we're eating only good things. Whereas the don't do this, don't eat that, and avoid this. That just seems to have a lot of negative energy to it. It doesn't seem to get me excited nearly as much as go eat good things. Eat things that are going to nourish your body and be healthy for you. I get really enthusiastic about that and think, wow, let's go and do that. When you do that, the amount of sugar per year decreases dramatically. And you can get right back down to that 35 or 40 pounds per person per year quite easily just by being attentive of what you're eating and what goes in your mouth. This idea of nourishing your body and nourishing your physical body, being careful of what you put into it as important as exercising and moving that body. As we get older, our muscles begin to deteriorate. And unless you're using all of those muscles, they're going to get smaller and they're going to begin to waste and you're going to be able to no longer have the breast support to go for a run or to go for a fast walk. No longer have that breast support when you go swimming or go do these activities such as climbing stairs. And yet those are things that are really important parts of our life. The ability to climb stairs and to do so with strength and vigor that's really an important part of life. And I think we'd all like elevators, and I understand that, but having a body that's able to perform on demand is something that's very powerful. So finding a form of exercise or various forms of exercise that you enjoy, that get you excited and out of bed to go and do that. And there's certainly a benefit 
and doing that before you start your workday. So we've talked about the importance of being spiritually ready, mentally ready, and then eating and drinking things to keep your body in check and to keep it well nourished. And now there's the concept of working out and doing exercise and getting your body going for the day and preparing it. And what you'll find, and I'm sure most of you are doing this anyways, is that after your workout, after that time, you're really able to go and do things that you wouldn't be able to do otherwise. And you tackle the day with excitement and you tackle the day with an ability to get work done and focus on what's important, get that done first, that you wouldn't be able to do otherwise. So this idea of preparing yourself spiritually, intellectually, and physically is really critical. Finally, this idea of nourishing yourself socially and learning how to have better and better social interactions. We know that from the moment that we're born, we all crave and need love. And that continues throughout our lives and varies as we evolve. But having social interaction is a way of connecting deeply with another human being and having relationships with other people and being faithful to the people that we have committed to in those relationships is also critical and part of this idea of social nourishment. So for many of you, uh, you are married and you have seen the benefits and the deep, profound connection that can come to a partner. And I know that with my wife, the more I am with her and the longer that I'm with her, the more I understand what relationship means and what commitment means and what giving and taking means and what sharing love means and how we feed off of that and we really need that. And also, I get that same interaction, slightly different, of course, through my friends. That's just as equally as powerful. And I've had that as I've had business relationships with people and had uh, social interactions with people. And even simple things like going to a store, that can help you connect with society and can help fuel your spirit and fuel you socially. And so I would strongly commend these four things to you, spiritual, mental, physical, and finally, social nourishment. And I think you'll see, if you can do those in that order, you'll find incredible benefits and really be able to flourish at a level that might be new to you. Uh, perhaps you've been doing this for years and you're saying, Mark, I already know this. I agree with you. This is wonderful. Um, but if you haven't done this, I would give it a try and try it for at least 30 days and try it in that order. And I think you'll see incredible benefits from it. I'm so glad that you've joined me on this podcast. Thank you for your feedback and your comments. I'm grateful for those as well and look forward to the next time speaking with you. 